Coconut Slash Golf Talk. So today I want to talk about 10 rules of the game that we all should know. Because I noticed that when we're out there on the course, I don't know if it's selective amnesia or uh, they just don't understand the game fully. Anyway, I want to just go over that today. I want to go over uh, at least 10 basic rules of the game of golf that hopefully will help uh, the game go quicker for some and would, ho- would also hopefully clear up um, any confusion by others. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and get this started. The first rule, before you even get on a tee box, and I heard uh, a few rumors that the USGA and the RNA were contemplating allowing more clubs in the bag. I would like to say that is incorrect. You are only allowed to have 14 clubs in the bag. So I suggest, and I do this all the time, as soon as you get out of the car and you're getting your golf bag ready, um, check your clubs. Make sure you have 14 in there. Because sometimes I'll put, I have 15 or 16 in there when I go to the range just to make sure, or just to check and see if, you know, if I should play with my three wood next round, or a five iron, or a hybrid. Um, So, before you get to the first tee box, check your bag to make sure you only have 14 clubs in the bag. So that's the first rule. The second rule is when you get to the tee box. After you finish talking with your friends, and when it's your chance to hit, that's the second rule. Make sure your ball, make sure you tee your ball up in the perimeter of the tee. And what I mean by that is you can be even with the tees or behind the tees, but do not tee your ball in front of the tee box. And I see that happen a lot. It may not be on purpose. I mean, sometimes I'll do it and then I'll stand up and I'll look and say, oh wow, I teed up in front of the tee and then I gotta move it back a little bit. So just make sure that your ball is teed up um, even between the tees and behind the tees. Um, that's the second rule. Alright, this is the third rule. Once you hit your ball and you get to the fairway, even before that, before you hit your ball, make sure you mark your ball. There's a lot of people out there playing Titleist 1, Titleist 2, Callaway this, Callaway that. Make sure you have your unique identifier on the ball. So when you get in the fairway, there won't be any problems as to which ball to hit. So that's the third rule. Avoid playing the wrong ball. I know this sounds obvious um, because you know where your ball, what direction your ball went in, but I've seen it happen a couple of times in tournaments where someone would hit the wrong ball and then it's too late because that's a two-stroke penalty. For you, not for the person who ball you hit, for you. So make sure you hit the right ball. That's my third uh, basic rule for you. So you hit the right ball, hopefully, off the, you know, from the fairway, from the fairway, hopefully. Um, let me go back one. No, I think I'll go back one. Even before you get to the fairway. So you hit your ball out of bounds from the tee box, right? What you can do. You can re-tee, in which you'll be hitting three 
from the tee box. But for amateur golfers, not pros, but for amateur golfers, where your ball went out of bounds at, or you can get your ball and drop it in the fairway with two-stroke penalty. So now you're going to be hitting four from the fairway. So you have two options. You always have an option to re-tee your ball. You can re-tee, or where your ball crossed the guard of bounds, you can take that equal distance to the fairway, drop, and it's a two-stroke penalty for amateurs, not for professionals. You're not going to see Tiger and those guys out there doing that. I just want to clarify that. Out of bounds will be marked by two white stakes, or if you hit it in a road, that's considered out of bounds, or if you hit it into someone's yard, that's definitely out of bounds. So now you've hit your approach shot, and now you're on the green. Let's talk about the rules once you're on the green. You know, once your ball comes to rest on a putting surface, you may mark your ball with a coin, a disc. You can lift and clean it. Um, you can, but you have to replace it back in the same exact spot. I see guys moving their ball, inching it up an inch closer to the hole, especially when it's a close putt. Please put your ball back in the exact same spot. Whoever is the furthest away, putts first. And also, please fix your divots on the green. In the past, unfortunately, uh, you couldn't fix spike marks. Like somebody walked in the line where your ball is in. You had to putt through that, which I always thought was a silly rule. It didn't make sense. Uh, you can have a whole bunch of cleat marks or spike marks uh, between your ball and the hole and you couldn't fix that but you can fix a divot wow anyway so that rule has changed you are now allowed to repair spike marks divots and let's say a deer or something walks across the green and left his hoof marks in the green you are allowed to fix that however Golfers are not allowed to repair aeration holes. I know that sounds crazy, but you can't fix those aeration holes. Or natural surface of imperfection. So that's just if the green has like a faded spot or whatever, you can't fix that. Any natural wear of the hole, uh, you can't fix that either. You can't go around patching up fixing the hole. You can, if you're in a tournament and you want to call an official to come look at the hole, they'll, I would advise you to do that to try to fix the hole because of a chip or something on the edge of the hole. You just don't want to take a stroke for something that you wasn't 100% um, sure of. So always um, leave that up to that judgment up to an official. Um, but again, you are allowed to repair spike marks, divots, any animal indentation, any club dropping or poles. That's what you're allowed to repair. Okay, and now that we're on the subject about fixing things, let's also talk about when you hit your ball and you see your ball is in a bad spot, in the fairway, in the rough, or wherever the case may be. It's in play, it's not in the hazard, it's in the rough or in the fairway. You have to play your ball as it lies. No nudging the ball up, no fluffing the ball up. Play the ball as a lie. It might be sitting down the grass. Oh, this is a bad lie. No, that's a lie. You have to hit it from there. You can't be prepping the ball up like you want to 
teed up in the grass. You play the ball down. However the ball comes to rest, that's how you have to play it. So let's say you're standing over your ball and there's a big gust of wind and the ball moves a little bit. The rule is if the player's ball comes to rest and then moves by natural forces such as wind or water, the player normally must play it from the new spot. Don't put it back. You have to play that ball from the new spot. If a ball is at rest, is lifted or moved by anyone or any outside influences before the stroke is made, the ball must be replaced on its original spot. Let me repeat that. If the ball is at rest, is lifted or moved by anyone or any outside influences before the stroke is made. Meaning, let's just say you're it's a gallery out there and you hit your ball and uh, it, it ball comes at rest and some fan picks it up and moves the ball. The ball has to go back to the same position it was in before uh, the fan picked that ball up. Hopefully there's someone there that, that saw it and they can point out exactly where the ball came to rest and you can put the ball back there and then hit your shot. We can talk about unplayable lies. If your ball comes to rest in a position that you believe to be unplayable, I said you, I'm gonna emphasize that, um, you have three options. So your first option, the player may take stroke and distance relief by playing the original ball or another ball from a relief area based on where the previous stroke was made. Now that's your first option. Your second option, the player may take back on the line relief by dropping the original ball or another ball in a relief area based on a reference line going straight back from the hole through the spot of the original ball. That's your second option. Because your third option will be that the player may take lateral relief. The reference point is the spot of the original ball. The relief area is two club lengths from the reference point is not nearer to the hole than the reference point and may be in any area of the course. So those are your three options. I know it sounds difficult, but you do have three options. So use them. Also, this comes with a one stroke penalty. And another rule that recently changed is you are allowed to ground your club in a hazard. I'm gonna repeat that. You are allowed to ground your club in a hazard. You can also move loose impediments in a hazard. Those are also two new rules. And another new rule that recently changed is you used to have five minutes to look for your lost ball. That rule has been changed. Now you only have three minutes to look for your lost ball. All right, let's go back to out of bounds. Because, you know, I, I talked about it from the tee box, you know. Knowing what to do when your ball sails out of bounds is crucial, especially for beginners. You know, a ball hit beyond the confines of the course, usually marked by white stakes, must be played from the original position, adding a penalty of one stroke. So if you hit the tee box and you hit it out of bounds, one stroke and you're hitting three. If you're in a fairway and you hit it out of bounds, 
You drop it back in that same spot where you just hit the first one. Take your one stroke. It's a one stroke penalty. And proceed on to play your, your round of golf. But for amateurs, again, if you hit it out of bounds from the tee box and you saw where you, your line, your path where you went out of bounds, you take that equal distance to the fairway and take two strokes. And that's just for the sake of speeding up the game for amateur golfers. Now, this is a good one. Seeking advice while you're playing against your friends or in a tournament or just in general in golf. You can't be asking people out there, hey, what club did you hit? That's a no-no. Cannot do that. While it's one of the most sociable sports, golf, you know, golf um, is really a solitary game. And this is reflected within the rules. You cannot ask, you cannot ask advice on club selections, for example, for anyone other than your teammate, if you are playing a four ball or foursome, you know, one of those type of things. Or if you had a, if, it, if you have a caddy, you can actually caddy, of course, or club. But neither you should offer advice to the opponents in competition. However, you may ask information on the rules, distance, and position of hazard or the flag stick. So you can say, you know, is that in the front or the back? Um, you can ask for distance uh, from your, you know, from your caddy or distance from position of the hazard. Like, is that a hazard down there? Um, but again, you cannot be out there buddying up and say, you know, especially if you lose until another guy, so you want to help the other guy that's, you know, in the, in the group, telling him what he should hit so that the guy that you're losing to won't win can't do that it's a social sport but it's not that social play your own game pretty much don't be out there advising people and telling them what club you hit from the tee box you know if you hit a you're on the par three and you hit a six on you can't turn around and look at another guy and be like, hey, I just hit a six it's pretty windy out there can't do that so please play your own game and don't ask for advice that's what I would recommend and for some reason some people cannot get this one straight and that's the definition of a ball striking sounds crazy right you should know if you hit the ball let's just go over this one because this one is to me it's kind of hilarious that people don't understand when they struck, struck the ball alright striking the ball will seem like a matter of technique but it's also governed in a part by rules for instance if you find yourself in a difficult lie with an awkward stance you must strike the ball with the head of the club. I know it sounds crazy to have to say that, but that's actually in the rule, and we need to make sure that everyone knows that. Um, you cannot spoon, scrape, or flick it in a style that cannot be described as a stroke. A two-shot penalty and stroke play and a loss of hold in a single match. So if you're playing stroke play, that's a two-shot penalty. You try to scrape or scoop the ball. You have to be a shot. You have to be you're swinging to strike the ball. You're not scooping or scraping the ball out of a hole. That's not a that's not a golf swing. And that's a two-stroke penalty. A lot of people don't know that, so I wanted to go over that one. Um, and if you're a match player, you lose the hole automatically. So again, you cannot um, spoon, scrape, or flick it in a style that cannot be described as a stroke. Alright, just hope you guys understand that. This will be the final rule. 
that I'll give you guys. But make sure that your score is correct. Scoring correctly is a rule in golf, believe it or not. At the end of stroke play round, you must make sure your card has been completed correctly. Achieved by comparing scores you have marked on a player's partner's card. You would have exchanged cards, this is what we do in the Amtour, you would have exchanged cards at the start of the round. You can't have your own card, you can't keep your own score. With those he or she has recorded. Uh, once you agree, the card must be signed in both parties as a correct record of each hole. Again, once you agree that the card must the card must be signed, once you guys agree that the score is correct. Uh, so you want to check each hole and make sure of that. Uh, incorrect scorecard or an unsigned scorecard um, will lead to DQ. Yeah, so uh, no answer. I've seen it happen before. Um, whether it's a major or regular tournament. If you do not get your car signed and you guys do not agree with the score or if the score is incorrect, it's automatic DQ. So please, make sure that you check your score and then sign the card. And you have your, your opponent or whoever you're competing against check their score, make sure their score is correct and then have them sign. I don't want them to think that you put the wrong score in there intentionally so they can get disqualified. So please make sure you do that. So those are the rules. If you have any questions with those rules, contact me at slashgolftalk at gmail.com and that's slashgolftalk, all one word, no periods or spaces in between, at gmail.com. Alright, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Feel free to contact me and hit them straight and please go out there and enjoy the game and again thank you all for listening to slash golf talk